Let's talk about turning your passion into a successful online business with digital marketing. And today we're talking with someone who did just that. My guest is Holly Darcy. She is passionate about fitness and nutrition and growing her online business. She has said that fitness and nutrition has made her a better wife, a better mother and daughter, and she wants to share that with others. There are just certain things that I am so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I will just keep talking to anybody who wants to listen. You know? Well, I say that too. If you, if you feel like a broken record, you feel like you sound like a broken record, you're doing it right. So let's talk about how showing up and talking about your passion can help you grow your business online. And let's hear Holly's take on how digital marketing helps her do more of what she loves. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. So how are you? I'm doing good. This has been a, uh, feels like a, a very quiet week, a slower week than I've had, you know, up, up to this point in the month. So yeah. uh, a lot of travel, a lot of jet lag and and then keeping up with everything else. None of, none of my workload has changed at all. So yeah. <laughs> like so you, you, <laughs> you just got back from where were you this time? I was in right outside of Seattle. I was in Washington state. Okay. Or then we were in California. So yeah, that is so cool because you did. So what is it exactly? It's obviously like the, the bodybuilding kind of competition, but I don't know the exact names for them and what you were involved in. So yeah, tell me me all about it. Like it's, it's totally outside of my, like, I have no knowledge of this. So I'm like, I'm curious. And you know what? It's all new to me too. Yeah. Um, basically I did, I competed in two bodybuilding competitions and, um, competed in two different categories within that event. Um, but I did one event on one bodybuilding competition on October 1st. And then I did another bodybuilding competition, same format and same kind of thing, just different, um, show promoters. And, uh, that one, that one was on October 15th and, um, yeah, it was super fun. And I know you got first place at (laughs) the first one, your first competition and you get first place. Like that is so cool. I did. I got first place at the, at the first one, which was a smaller show. Um, but I was really proud about that. And I felt like I really, you know, had to, had to work hard for that. And then I got second place at the second one, but it was a bigger show and, um, lots of different, you know, experience levels and you can't always control who shows up to these events. But, um, yeah. I felt again, like I had a very competitive and super fun experience. So, um, yeah, so cool. I've totally got the bug. I, um, <laughs> I'm totally sold, um, super fun and, and not yeah. just for the physical side of it, but the mental, uh, mental rewards of it as well have been, yeah transformative for me. Well, it's probably cool to meet other people that are into that too. Cause I can't, you don't just like meet a bodybuilder every day, especially a female bodybuilder. It's a very niche thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so cool to hear the stories of these other women who had, who were moms and who, you know, have been training for a long time. You know, anybody that, um, goes, you know, gets on stage, I think they have a story to tell and it was just cool yeah. to connect them and you know meet some other people who have similar interests to to me so yeah yeah. well that's like a smooth segue because I want to talk about your story how you um found this passion um for fitness and nutrition and now lifting and and just how you turned it into a successful business all online pretty much so I guess I guess just tell us like how did you even get into it in the first place (sighs) totally got into coaching on accident. So I, I got yeah. into fitness. Um, really it was as I was coming into my like young adulthood, I grew up very unathletic. I was much more academic. Um, I was quite shy when I was younger and uh, when I was a child and, uh, would, I mean, I, I was not good at like in my school, like the, the, you know, fitness oh, yeah. tests that we would have to do. And PE was never my favorite. I was never yeah, gym favorite. class. I was like, do I have to do that? <laughs> yeah. It just was not my thing at all. My yeah. brother was much more athletic than I, that I was. Um, but I kind of, you know, 
got to the point where I was, I was finishing up um, college and I was training to become a teacher, an elementary school teacher, which I did teach elementary school for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. And I started to just become more interested in nutrition first. Um, I, I, at the time started with wanting to lose some weight um, and kind of started out just doing it in an unhealthy way, but I quickly learned that there was a healthier way to do that and not just to lose weight, but if I was eating well and eating right and fueling my body with nutritious food that I felt better and I felt more Mm. confident and I felt like I had more energy. Um, And then I, I quickly got into exercise and I started to figure out what types of exercise that I really enjoyed. Um, and fell in love with lifting weights. And I really started to develop that around this time. It was actually right before I became pregnant with my first child, my first daughter. And, um, I just kept up with it. I kept up with it. I kept up with my workouts and I kept learning. So it's been a journey that was back in, I first started lifting weights probably around, around 2010. So over 10 years ago, over a decade ago, Um, but it's been a journey that's been an, you know, evolving process that I've, you know, had all kinds of different lessons from. Well, Um, and I know I've seen videos of you lifting, like, why you're like nine months pregnant and you're like, like, how is she doing this? And then when the baby's born, you're holding your daughter and you're doing like pull-ups and I'm like, like Wonder Woman (laughs) over here. (laughs) Well, it's becoming a mom has made me feel like, Wonder Woman. And it's, it's weird because, um, lifting weights has like transformed the way my, my relationship with food and my, my body image and everything, but then becoming a mom has only, I think enhanced that. So I'm, I'm so grateful, but so, so yeah, as far as like coaching, I got into it, um, kind of accidentally, I was teaching elementary school, um, and then took a little break when I had my first daughter and was going to a gym and you know the the owner of the gym kind of just I had started to become more interested and had taken taken just for my own interest had had gained some credentials and some education um, to learn more about what I was doing and it kind of just so happened that the owner of the gym said hey like would you want to maybe coach a class here you know a group class once or twice a week and that quickly led from once or twice a week to multiple times a week to eventually me managing that gym. And then eventually to me starting my own, my own business. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it was just totally happenstance. And I still view myself very much as a teacher, even though I'm not, you know, teaching elementary school children. Oh yeah. Cause you're still teaching people. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching people, teaching, you know, things that I'm really, really passionate about. Um, and of course teaching, uh, adults. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I know you jumped into coaching like at the gym and everything. So you did start doing it in person first. Mm -hmm. Yep. I started out in person. Yeah. A couple of classes, a couple of hours a week. And, you know, now it is at this point, I am completely online working full time, uh, which is just crazy. I never thought I would be, I never thought I would be here. Like when I was, you know, you, yeah. you, I could have never dreamed I would be in this position. So thanks. it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing because no matter, I feel like no matter what you're passionate about or what you want to do, you can turn it into something online and think, make it yeah. a business. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so cool. Like we're so lucky just to have all of that at our fingertips. I think we can too. And I think that it's just become a lot more normal. I remember when I yeah. first started because I started my LLC in 2015 and really started to pivot a lot more online in 2018. Mm. Um, And it, I remember like it being sort of like when I would explain it to my parents or friends, they'd be like, wait, you like are a personal trainer online. How does that work? You know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But now it's become a lot more commonplace and people are starting to understand. I still have some questions sometimes like, okay, how does this work? You know? Yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Super cool. It's amazing. Yeah. It is cool. Now I know you are married to a military guy. So, and what is your husband's name? If you don't mind saying, I don't even know if I know his name. It's okay. Yeah. His, my (laughs) husband's name is Chase and yes, I know. Okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it slipped my mind. Yeah. So um, how long have you guys been on the move? I know you've been quite a few different places now, including Japan, which is so cool. I want to talk more mm-hmm. about that. So yeah, tell me a little bit about that. Like when did you guys start traveling? So we've been married for over 10 years and then he's been in the air force for about 14 years. So we met when he was a couple of years into his military career. Actually, we also met online and, Oh, um, that's cool. (laughs) And, uh, we've been from New Mexico. We've spent some time in Alabama, Arkansas, Japan, uh, Missouri and Hawaii. And I, think that's everywhere. And then we've got family all spread out too. So we do, we do quite a bit of traveling. We move. Our last move was only, it was only a 10 month assignment, if you can imagine that. Um, But Mm. we typically move every two to three years. Overall, it's a really fun and rewarding lifestyle. Overall, there are definitely some challenges, but overall, I'm very grateful for our our military life and being able to experience so many different places and being able to really have friends all over the world. Yeah. So cool. That's really cool. That is really cool. Well, and the fact too, um, you don't have to worry now that your business is online, you don't have to worry because I can't imagine trying to do something um, well, like you said before, like even with teaching and all of that, having to constantly find a new job in the new area and all that, where it's like, now you can almost feel settled in your job and your career, even while you're just moving all over the world. Yep. Which it's, is so cool. With, with teaching, it's like, you know, I had to start over and figure out state licensure, or if we were overseas, mm. figure out what that would look like. I mean, I can tell you in the past three years, we've been, we're now at our third duty assignment in the past three years. And there, I have not taken any leave time because of of a move. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I've taken some holiday leave here and there, but I've been able to literally work when we are in military lodging, when we're in between, you know, I, it's, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's made it so that with my online business, I'm able to pretty much pick up and, and, you know, pick up right where I, where I left off with work at any given point. I don't yeah. really have any interruption to like services or anything like that, which is fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. Because then not, not only that, even, even, um, your income as well, you don't have to worry about that, yep. you know, changing when you have to move. Right. Predictable. That's and, all, yeah. Yeah one less thing to worry about. And that's not typical for military spouses. A lot of times Mm. military spouses are, um, they're, they're much more qualified. They're overqualified and often underemployed. And, um, Oh yeah. 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 Oh, we need to, we need to find all of these military spouses and be like, you could start a business online. Yes. Yes. And I know some who, who do, you know, you know, I'm always encouraging when somebody tells me about, I mean, a military spouse who has a passion. I'm like, let's, how can we do that and get you like, yeah, first of all, building it into a business, you know, I think you should, if you can do it, you know, sets your soul on fire. And then if you can pivot online, even in some capacity, even if it's a hybrid model or something, yeah, um, yeah, lots of opportunity there for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. And two, I like how you said too, about meeting people all over the world through your travels. I feel like even online with, I mean, that's how we met. We were on, we found each other online through Instagram Yep. yep. and it's just so cool. Like through your business, through networking online, marketing your business online, all of that. You also just can meet so many people in that way too, and build your community. Like I talk to people, this is not even an exaggeration. I think every single day I talk to somebody on all seven, well, not Antarctica. So maybe all six continents. I swear. I talk to someone from every corner of the world almost every day. I believe it. I currently have clients in seven different time zones. That's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. But then also if you need to call, you know, if you guys got to hop on a call, it's like, okay, what time zone are you in? I know we're like that. Like we're six hours apart because I'm on the (laughs) East coast. You're as far away as you can get without being outside the country. And so, yeah, we're like six hours apart. So it's always like, and I'm fine with that. Like, and it works because you're yeah. an early bird and yes. I'm a normal. Yes. And so it's perfect. If it was the other way around, I don't know how we would talk. 
<laughs> my clients in Europe, um, a clients or, or somebody who's, you know, maybe interested in coaching the ones in Europe, those tend to be the trickiest right now, as far as oh, like yeah. scheduling calls, but we always make it work. And I always, you know, will make myself available and be flexible if I need to. Um, but yeah, cause yeah, that could be like a 12 hour difference. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Cause I had a client in Australia and it was like that. I think we had like a, it depended on the time change yep. <laughs> because it was weird because the time change, because they would, we would turn the clocks opposite because they're in winter and when we're in summer and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. at one point we were like 13 and a half hours apart. And then it like jumped to like 15 hours apart. And I was like, wait, what happened? So not I'm only like, is it a completely different time of day, but it's completely different season. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's so funny. Right. Yeah. It is. It's really cool. It's really it is. cool. It is. Yeah. But so what, I guess what kind of impact did you see when you really started using like, um, you know, just social media, what did you struggle with or what did you find easy with just trying to build awareness online? I know social media is a big part of that. Yeah. Social media has been, I've always enjoyed using social media. And when I first started using it, it was totally for personal use, of course, yeah. like, like most people. Um, and then it got to where I was really just sharing a lot about my journey, sharing about my motherhood journey, sharing about our military, you know, my military lifestyle, um, just different things I'm interested in. And then as I became more and more passionate about fitness and, and of course coaching, it started to just, it, I was just continuing to share my story, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I've always tried to maintain that as my business has grown, I've always just tried to show up really just kind of like what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. just share about my story. And I like being able to share. And I believe that the people that I connect with most are the ones who are interested in knowing, you know, how I can support them as a coach, but also about how I'm navigating just everyday life as a mom, yeah. as a military spouse, working, you know, mom and, and military spouse, they like mm. to know that they're being supported with the systems that I have in place from a coaching standpoint, but also, you know, how, how that looks, how that could look in their lives, you know, with their own yeah. children, their own, just different, you know, everyday lifestyle. Um, well, and simply just relating to you, like if they can see themselves in you, like, oh, I'm also a mother or I'm also a military spouse and she can do it. Yeah. Right. I then so. I can do it. So, yeah. you know, it's like sharing that, you know, it, it's, it's starting to sound, sound cliche because we say it all the time, but it's like the best way to stand out online is to be you and to be authentic. And like you said, sharing your story. And it just seems like you, you just knew that from the get go, whether you knew it from a marketing standpoint, or you just, you know what I mean? Whether you knew that from a marketing standpoint and made a conscious decision to do that, or you were just showing up being yourself, like it worked. I definitely didn't do it from a marketing standpoint. That's why I work with you, Lindsay. I'm not a, um, I'm not a marketing professional or expert. Um, I've certainly gotten a lot, you know, smarter on it over the years. But yeah. um, I don't know. I think that that's just. I I'm a little bit more. I can be very outgoing and very enthusiastic and and, and talkative, obviously. Yeah. But. I am still sort of like I was as a little girl, more shy, a little more introverted. And so I think because maybe because of that, um, it just tends to come across a little bit more. Uh, it's a little bit more natural for me just to be myself yeah, um, and oh, yeah. not really try to be anybody else. It, it's quite exhausting to try to do what everybody else wants me to do or try to show up in a different way. So yeah. That, maybe that's just sort of my personality. I just try to be myself. And I figure also it's not going to be a great fit if I'm connecting with someone and they're, they're seeing a version of me that really isn't true to myself. It's just not going to oh, be yeah. good, in good alignment or a good fit for, for either of us, you know? Yeah. And are you so. really going to enjoy the whole process? Cause you work, you know, long-term with your clients. So, you know, exactly. are you going to enjoy it if you're just not vibing with them, you know? Because it is true. We work with those we know. Well, again, all these sounds so cliche because I say them all the time, but we work with people we know, like, and trust. And it's very true. Um, you know, if I'm looking for any, anything, any kind of service, and I find two people who are equally qualified, equally, you know, are offering what I need, 
but I just feel connected in some way to one over the other. I'm going to immediately pick the one I feel connected to, whether that's, you know, we just get along or I can see myself in that person or whatever it is, you're going to go with that person. I think that, you know, we as humans, like we, we thrive on connection, even in a, mm-hmm. in a business standpoint. Oh, yeah. And so when we feel at ease around, you know, somebody else's, you know, um, demeanor, it, it helps mm-hmm. us, you know, I think it, it can help us that that trust factor is really huge. And, um, you know, just like when you make a purchase, that's an investment of your time, of your money, mm-hmm. of your energy and, and, and vice versa. And so, um, yeah, I think it makes sense. You know, it yeah. totally makes sense. we're able to connect with the people that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a better fit for sure. Yeah. And I think especially with what you do, like people have to be really motivated and feel supported to do yeah. and not judged. I think, I think that's a huge one. Like, especially with what you do, like not to be judged and like, you almost have to be a safe space for them. Would you say? Yes. I want people and and I, I believe that my clients know, or at least most of them do that they can show up as they are. They can show up as they are, whether they had a great week or a week that was uh, quite a challenge. Um, Mm -hmm. They can show up as they are and and we're going to, we're going to work through it. We're going to celebrate the wins and we're going to, you know, try to find a good game plan for them to keep making progress moving forward. But yeah, if, if they don't feel like they can, um, come to me about, yeah. you know, the ups and the downs, then it's, they're, they're going to have a difficult time. So yeah, I, I really pride myself on, um, being someone that, that is, you know, does hold that safe space for them. So yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what I like about, yeah, well, that's what I like about. Cause you know, I, you show up in stories and stuff a lot and you're so good at showing up online for your business. Like it is, yeah, you're on there every day. I love it. It's real. Like you'll be up at like, you're like, I'm up at 4 a.m. And I didn't get much sleep, but here's what's going to happen. And you're just like, you're so real and open. And I'm like, girl, 4 a.m. I would, if I get up at 4 a.m., it's by accident. <laughs> I need to, I need to wake up and see some videos from you at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Like, yeah, I'm just working, <laughs> burning the midnight oil. <laughs> I'm going to <laughs> I actually, you know, it's so funny, me, the one being in marketing, I could actually take a lesson from you and showing up on stories more. And I, I do too. I just, I think I really enjoy, I really enjoy social media and part of it because I move around so often. And so I'm used to having to like connect with people quickly or make friends easily. Um, So it might be that just, I've just been on social media for a long time and I've always really enjoyed it. I don't feel overwhelmed by it. Um, mm-hmm. and again, I think it just kind of goes back to like, this is who I am. So yeah, you yeah. great. <laughs> you don't, that's okay too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. No, but it's so good. It really yeah. is. Now we talked about like the power of social media and everything, but I also want to talk about having everything else work together, right? Cause you have social media, right? You have social media and that's great. And I think it's, I mean, social media is so, so important. Um, from a business standpoint, it is so yeah. important. So important. So important. I mean, it's one of the first places people look. I know it's one of the first places I look. As soon as I find a website, I'm like, okay, I see the website, but I scroll to the bottom and I'm like, where's their socials? I want to see how they're showing up on social media. And it's getting to where social media is like a Google, you know, it is like, is like a search engine more and more. Mm -hmm. I found my makeup artists, both of my makeup artists for my last two events this month, literally through social media. Yeah. They were fantastic. Yeah, you. I saw the pictures. Like you looked gorgeous. Ah, uh, yeah. So I mean, fun. you're you're a pretty lady to start, but uh, like seriously, the makeup like was really well done. It was so fun to get dolled up like that. That's so out of my norm. So it was just like <laughs> I felt like a like a fitness princess. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. I love yeah. that. Yeah, but it it all works together, like we said, because even with you showing up on social media, I know you're also doing email marketing. You know, you want to get people on to an email list. You want to get people to your website to purchase your service or sign up for your service. And as much as I love social media and I always push social media, I always make sure like make sure you're building an email list because I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but people get locked out of their accounts you know, they build this huge following and then they get locked out. It happened to me. I got locked out because 
um, apparently I was engaging too quickly. So I was commenting too fast and I thought I was a robot and I was like, dang, I'm good. <laughs> like I would open a new tab and I would go look at their profile and then comment on their latest post. Well, apparently I did that, was doing it too fast. And all of a sudden it just like locked me out. And I was like, what happened? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's just scary because if you build your entire, you know, business on social media alone, and you're not driving people anywhere else, then it's like, crap, what do you do when or you can no longer just talk to your audience? Specific, or even just one specific social media outlet. So if you're yeah. only on Instagram or if you're only on Facebook, I think being able to establish that presence all over is oh, gonna yeah. be, because also social media, like technology, it's constantly changing mm-hmm. too. And so, you know, we've seen, right. Like the MySpace era and then Facebook and then MySpace. Instagram and <laughs> yeah. TikTok and all of this. So, um, yeah. being able to have some presence and establish that authority in multiple spaces is valuable. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you meet different people too, because I know, like you said, like it shifts and it changes popularity of one platform to another. And when I, like when I got locked out of my Instagram, I just went over to LinkedIn and I was like, Hey everybody, <laughs> like, I'll come talk over here for a little bit, Perfect. but, but you meet different people. Like, um, even when clients reach out to me, you know, I always ask like, Hey, where did you find me? And I have people reaching out to me from it's, it's a lot of social media. It really is a lot of social media, but I had one person find me through a Google search. I had one person find me through LinkedIn, through Instagram. Someone found me on TikTok. So it's like, I'm not saying you have to be everywhere, but at least be in a couple places. I think so too. Yeah. yeah. You don't I think you have to be everywhere, but being able to right. have some presence in, in multiple, don't put all of your eggs into one basket. I think yes. when it comes to running a business online, don't completely, you know, put place all of your stock just in one, in one specific outlet only. Yeah. Yeah. Now, where do you see most of your, I'm guessing social media, but where do you see most of your clients come from? Most of my engagement and like new connections, well, largely referrals for sure. Um, most of my, most of my new clients come from referrals for sure. The majority From there, I also have like make quite a few new connections, kind of expanding my reach through Mm -hmm. Instagram specifically. Yeah. Um, I tend to also have, once they're on my email list, I definitely have the most um, like connection with my email list. They're sort of like, I I think of my email list as sort of like my secret club where I'm able to kind of whisper in their ear and really talk with them closely and have closer conversations with them than Mm -hmm. I might be able to on Instagram. So I kind of think of it as like big picture as I'm definitely connecting with the most new people on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, ideally trying to get them into my secret club so I can talk to them and, and, you know, share more about my story and um, services and what, how, how I can maybe serve them through my email list. Yeah. When you have a really good open rate too. Yeah. You have a really good open rate, but like the average open rate is so, I was shocked at how low it was. It's like 16% Mm. is the average open rate. And I know you have at least like, I think 50 or 60%. Yeah. Usually over 50%, sometimes closer to 70%. Yeah. So that's a really good, that's when you know you're doing something right and people are actually interested in what you're doing. Like you said, it's like your own secret, secret club. I try to, you know, think in my head, Quality over quantity. I do not. I and mean, currently my email marketing is only bi-weekly. So every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to be somebody who like when I talk, I hope, you know, people are listening. Yeah. I try not to talk a whole lot, you know, in that <laughs> sense. Um, but you know, if if you know, even if I'm only talking to them every other week, well then mm-hmm. if they're opening that email and hearing from me, then that's great. Yeah. Well, I think every other week is great. I think every other week is great. Even once a week, I think good. I think if you get more than that, you're going to, I think it scares people away. I mean, I know I do. I signed up for a couple email lists and I'm, I was getting like three or four a week. And I was like, this is too much. And I'm an unsubscriber. Like I, I, 
one of my side hobbies is unsubscribing <laughs> from emails that I don't want to read. So <laughs> yeah, I will, you know, I will unsubscribe if someone's, you know, repeatedly sending me messages because it's just yeah. clogging up my inbox and that's taking time away from me. So exactly. Yeah. So that's why I'd rather send like you, like you send two a month. Sure. And then the people who are really interested are going to be excited to see that email come through. And if it's if every email is valuable, they're going to be clicking on it to see what's in it. And they have time if it's only once every, yeah. you know, every other week, they have time to go in and read it and take yeah. action on it or whatever. If you're doing that three times a week, who has time to, no yeah. one has time to do that. And I try to provide value in there. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty much every single time I am including a recipe uh, mm-hmm. from my kitchen that I love cooking. I try to include really actionable, practical, like mindset, uh, mindset tips or mindset, you know, concepts, um, sometimes really practical ideas around, you know, like workout nutrition, or, you know, for example, like how long to rest uh, in between a, a set, you know, when you're, yeah. when you're resting or something like that, just really practical advice. Um, and I do, I will get some people that will, they will reply to my newsletter right away or. I'll get sometimes three or four or a week later after it's been sent out and they'll send a reply or just like, Hey, I really enjoyed this. Or they'll, you know, kind of send me a follow-up question or something like that. And it's cool because it means that that was sitting in their inbox and they, you know, even a couple of weeks later, they opened it and were like, Oh, this really resonates with me. And, you know, then we can have a a follow-up conversation, which is so cool. That's too. What I like about email is, um, you know, if we're going to say like email versus social media or, social media, it's like, once you post something, especially if it's just like a single post or something like that, it's there for maybe a couple days and then it's gone, you know? So then, you know, with email, like you said, it could be sitting in their inbox for weeks and then they come across it and it's like, Oh, you know, or they might, you know, save it in their inbox, maybe like, you know, keep it in there. Like I do, there's something I want to come back to, you know? Yeah. 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 I know I saved one of yours because I'm, I get your emails. I, I saved one of yours. It was the, it was, and I haven't tried it yet. I need to, I think I have the stuff now. Was the I pumpkin believe it was the apple cinnamon oh. crepes. I got it. Yes. Ooh, they're so them. good. I, I might have to make those this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and I have everything to make them now. So now I'm like, Oh, that might be a weekend weekend thing. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Let me know once you try them. Yeah. And you can get really, you know, so all good. kinds of I've done them with peaches. You can, you know, add oh, some nice. maybe whipped cream or something on top, <laughs> make it a dessert. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. Yeah. I just actually went to the apple orchard. It's like, you know, stereotypical yeah. fall thing to do, right? You go yeah. pick apples, but I love it. And oh. I went and I picked apples with my parents and my niece and I got a lot of apples. I actually, I always think of you. <laughs> I always think of you when like, I'm struggling to lift something. <laughs> and I'm like, like if only I, Holly bet Holly, <laughs> I bet Holly would have no problem with this. <laughs> but I was carrying two huge bags of apples and I was like, I can't put any more in here because I can't lift it. That's great. So, yeah. I'm actually going to be making some apple pies this weekend and um, Ooh, I'm going nice. to be definitely cutting a lot of apples. <laughs> yeah. So good. So good. It's that time of year. It is the season. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Well, how is that? Like Hawaii weather is pretty consistent all year round, isn't it? It's pretty consistent. It's it's sunny today, but I actually read something in the Hawaii news uh, this morning that said that this, I think this next couple of months, this is kind of the rainy season typically, but okay. that it's going to be a much rainier, chillier season than usual. Oh, okay. Um, we had a couple of days last year where it, we had some pretty big thunderstorms. The last two or three days here, it's been quite cloudy and, and rainy all yeah. day. Um, so we'll see. It's it's pretty much beautiful at some point here every day. Um, yeah. And most days it's pretty, you know, dreamy all day long. But uh, it's been a little rainier than usual here. So I, mm. I kind of enjoy the, the change. It's, it's nice to yeah. have a little bit of change sometimes. But I do... I do love the sunshine best. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know you're always showing pictures or, you know, your stories and stuff. You're always showing like the sunrises and I'm just like, oh, it's so beautiful. It's Hawaii. Is it starting to get pretty cold there? 
Yeah, it's been like 50 to 60 every day. Now it's it got like oddly very cold over like just overnight. It went from like 70 to like 50. So I love it. I'm one of those weird people who love the like winter and the cold and everyone's like, how do you like that? And I'm like, I don't know, I just do. <laughs> Uh, I yes, like I, it. I like the change just for a couple of days and then I quickly get tired of it like send me to wherever the sunshine is send me to Hawaii <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah it is nice though we have all the colors you know all the colors are changing now and we're almost in peak leaf peeping season so I'd have to definitely go driving somewhere and get some you need more. to share some more pictures of that on your story yes I do. I bet it's so beautiful with all the leaves changing and everything. It's, oh, it it's is. Crazy. It is. Yeah. I just look outside and I'm like, it looks like a movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's how, um, that's how I felt about Missouri when we were there this, I guess this time. Uh, oh yeah. About a year and a half ago or well, it would have been two years ago. Um, yeah, it was, we definitely had the leaves changing and then it started to get cold and it was, I felt like we had a true of, you know, exposure to all four seasons. It was, very oh, yeah, that's cool. I've never been there. I don't think I've ever been to a lot of the places you've lived. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. That's so cool. I definitely want to get to Hawaii. I definitely have to get out there. You do. You really sure. do. Yeah. And then, I mean, Japan seems cool. I mean, there's so many places I want to go. Because how long were you in Japan? We were there for just under three years. And we were in, wow. we were in Okinawa, which is like, they call it the Hawaii of Japan. It's like a tropical. Oh, wow tropical island but we got to spend a bunch of time in mainland japan as well which is its own totally different thing oh, I Japan, japan's incredible yeah. we may we may be going back there so oh really yeah because you're probably up soon for a move right yeah it's a touchy subject but we'll see oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're falling in love with hawaii right yeah that and you just kind of like know like bracing yourself for a, a military move and upheaving everything and the kids and everything. So we'll see. Yeah. We, should, we should actually know very, very, very soon, um, kind of when and where. So I will yeah. keep posted. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, Hey, at least the one constant is your business, right? Absolutely. Yes. Right. That, that, and just, you know, we try to keep it like you know a nice stable like you know have happy home life like wherever we go yeah so a little family unit unit yes I always yeah. say like wherever as long as we're together we're at home you know right so. yeah what's that thing home is where the heart is it's right? true it is very true yeah yeah so I think that thank you so much for talking to me by the way and sharing your story and telling me all about I mean, of course, I know a lot about you, um, you know, but just sharing how you start your business and finding your way online and everything. But I want to leave people too with, if they're either thinking of starting a business or they're maybe in the beginnings of starting an online business, like, you know, kind of like your story, I guess, what are some things from your experience that you would say to either focus on or, you know, what they can do to start getting their um, name and face and all of that out there? Okay. A couple things come to mind. So the first thing is just uh, like you mentioned, just be yourself. Like don't yeah. try to be anybody else. I think if you are just starting out now in 2022, you're going to, there's going to be some pressure to like, try to be like, you'll see these other people who are just have these really big followings or whatever. And that doesn't necessarily mean they have a very successful business. So just because they yeah, have, that's a, a very good point. Followers. You know, so yep. try not to compare too much and just focus on showing up as yourself mm -hmm. and showing up consistently, whatever that means to you. It doesn't, it may not mean that you show up every day, um, right. but maybe it does just maybe even if you're just like posting on your stories, you know, just little things about what's going on in your day or, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on with the work that you do um, and sharing, sharing in different ways because people are not dumb. And so when they're on right. social media, if you are just, if you're, if you're a business owner and you're trying to show up on social media and you're constantly just trying to sell them something, they're not going to be interested in that. And then the, the algorithm is not going to share what you're, what you're trying yeah. to share, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're not going to be getting in front of the people that you want to be getting in front of. And, um, I just think just overall from a, from a business success standpoint, but also just from an enjoy enjoyability and like fulfillment standpoint, if it's, yeah. if you're trying to show up as somebody else, or if you're trying to, um, 
you know, do things in a certain way that just doesn't feel right to you. It's not, it's not going to be long lasting, you know? So I just say be yourself, be consistent. Um, you're going to need to have systems in place. You know, I think that's like with any kind of business. And then I think over time, as you do grow, start to start to take inventory. You know, I I think when you're first starting out, you're going to be sort of everything you're going to be your marketer. You're going to be your own bookkeeper. You're going to be your own, you know, if you're a coach or whatever, you're going to be doing everything. But as you grow, start to be able to take a step back and become aware of the tasks and responsibilities in your business that you really enjoy and that are um, of highest value to you mm-hmm. and start to become aware of the tasks and responsibilities of your business that maybe you can possibly outsource yeah. um, outsource in some way, whether that's having you know another hiring somebody to help you or mm-hmm. automating it or something like that. So yeah. And that, that, you know, is not necessarily something that everybody, every new business owner can do at the very beginning, but as they grow, um, starting to become, because that is going to allow you to do more of what you love. Um, and, and just, you know, I think is going to be a a longer, more sustainable business model for you and and more fulfilling and rewarding in the long run. Yeah. Girl, we are totally on the same page. Like everything, (laughs) if I were to answer that question, (laughs) If I were to have answered my own question just now, that's exactly what I would have said. It that doesn't surprise me it. one bit, Lindsay. That's this is why we get along. First, yeah, from the first time we talked, we just clicked. So yes, yeah. but no, exactly. Everything you just said, um, and I like what you said too about like in the beginning. Yeah, you're going to have to do a lot of stuff. You're, I mean, you just have to, right? You don't have the income, the funds, all of that. So you're gonna have to do a lot yourself and that's okay. And what I would say is if, um, if you're looking for people to learn from, so say you're following people who are giving advice on whatever it is, marketing, social media, growing a business, business coaches, whatever, be careful who you're listening to. There are a lot of amazing people out there, right? There are a lot of amazing people out there, but you know, just do a little research, check their website, check their credentials, because while there's a lot of great free information out there, and I highly encourage everyone to follow certain people and, and learn from that. Also just make sure you're not following the people that are like, you have to post every single day in order to have a successful business and all this stuff. It's just not true. Yeah. It's It's just just like any other kind of investment or any other content you might, uh, consume, you know, be, be discerning and yes. um, yeah. 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 Discerning and be able to, you know, think critically. Um, and I think like, like almost with anything, anything that's like in the ends of the extremes or like, do this, don't do this very much, you know, um, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause there's never a one size fits all for everyone. Even with what you do with coaching, there's certainly 100% not a one size fits all for that. And then same with what I do with marketing. There's not a one size fits all for every business. Like it depends. There's so many factors involved in what type of strategy you create for each. And it evolves because like, as you first, like, you know, the things that we were working on, like maybe when we first started working together or really prioritizing have evolved over the time that we've been working together, you know, right? Um, and as certain systems or certain things kind of, um, become maybe more mature or more established, then you can work on other things or work on other things in different ways. And so Yeah. yeah, much like coaching, much like marketing or, you know, really anything, um, be able to, you know, as, as things are, things are dynamic and and evolve. And so being able to grow with them as well too. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that was, that's some really good advice. And like I said, it's so funny because as I'm listening to you, I was like, it's exactly what I would have said. Thanks Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, that's so perfect. I'm still going to leave the marketing to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you are actually like, you know, you get it you get that you have to show up for your business. And like you said, you were doing it from day one, probably without even knowing it. Yeah. Right. And I think that just has to do with you're so what you're, pa- if you're passionate about something, you're going to show up for it. Yes. You're going you to to anybody who will listen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think I that's just like a big a, thing. I sound like a broken record sometimes because there are just certain things that I am so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And so I will just keep talking to anybody who <laughs> to listen. You know? Well, I say that too. If you, if you feel like a broken record, you feel like you sound like a broken record, you're doing it right. Yeah. 
because that means you have a strong message that you want to get out there and you just keep repeating it and you have to keep repeating it because not everyone's going to see it every single time you say it. Not everybody's going to hear it in the way that they need to hear it the first time around. It's like sometimes we may be exposed to certain kinds of information or, you know, a certain message and we're not ready for that message. Or right. we're not ready, you know, so I think, yeah, just keep sharing, sharing it in different ways, sharing it, you know, like on social media, sharing it face to face, sharing it in a graphic, sharing it, you know, because yeah. at some point that person who needs your services or, you know, whatever it is, they, they need that product or whatever it is that your business offers. Um, they may not be ready for for the first time around. And so as long mm-hmm. as you have that strong, you know, establish that authority and have that strong message, you know, eventually you're going to be able to reach them if, if they need the, you know, the support. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's a long-term thing. Like it's a long-term game, you know, it's not like you can just say it once and then wait for everyone to come knocking on your door. Okay. And that's exactly what you just said. Like when someone is, they might know about you, but they might just not be ready yet. And they might not be ready because it just hasn't registered in a way that they think they need it or that they have that problem to solve. Or it could just be that they know they want it and or need it, but they're just not in that position yet. Like if someone is first starting out in their business, they might want to work with someone who does marketing like me, but they can't, they just can't yet. Absolutely. Right. So they might watch. And then when they're ready, that could be two years from now. Right. Also, you know, with like showing up on social media, like there's so many free resources and free, like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to have everybody be my client. I'm not the right, right. for everyone, but I can still serve so many people and, and, and influence, you know, like, like make an impact, a positive impact for so yeah. many people, even if they're never my one-on-one client. Right. You know? So like, how cool is that? That, you know, that you're making an influence on other businesses and yeah. other business owners even if they may not directly work with you, it's just like, you're making that really positive impact. And I think that's, that's, I think that is, we don't always think about that's really cool. That is really cool. No, that is really cool. Cause you're helping people even, you might not even realize it, but oh, who you're helping, you're probably helping so many people and don't even realize it. And that's okay. like, I don't, like you just said, like, I'm happy with that too. I mean, of course I want to do it for a business. So I need to get paid to some extent, right? So I can keep doing it. Um, and I think that goes back to just being passionate about what you do. I've and- had people I've, I've connected with on Instagram back in 2016, 2017, yeah. that maybe wait a year, three years, five years. And yeah. we keep in touch, we keep, you know, I keep sharing and we stay in contact. And then five years down the road, they you know, decide that they would like to work with me and, and have, you know, enter into a coaching relationship. Isn't you know? that cool? Isn't that cool? I just think that's so cool. Like you've been on top of their mind for that long. Like that's, that's amazing. amazing. And then too, they might recommend you to someone else who is ready. Absolutely. Like there's just so many. Yeah. So cool. So cool. And that's not something that you can always do if you are only an in-person business owner, you know, I think right. That- there's a lot more opportunity to make an even bigger imp- impact and, and, you know, share your message on a much larger scale with social yeah. media. Yeah. And that's the thing, just real quick to piggyback on that. Like you said, being in, if you're an in-person brick and mortar office, you only work like whatever you do requires you to actually physically work with the person or together. Even so, like, it's still, I think, so important to have that online presence because first off, people who are going to work with you in person are looking online anyway, right? They're going to do research online first anyway. Same thing. People could be watching you online, local, like they're in their local to you and then could work with you in person. Totally. I mean, referrals, just all kinds of things. And like we just said, if you're passionate about it and you're still making an impact, even if you'll never work with those people one-on-one, like just knowing you're making that difference is, yeah, that's, it's just icing on the cake. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. No, that's a really good point about what you said about like some businesses, they are in person, but having that online presence, you know, yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this and obviously giving some great advice, um, on, you know, just everything you've experienced and how to really take advantage of the online space and do what you love. This has been super fun. I love talking business and yes, you know, think about my story. And I always love talking with 
you, Lindsay. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Same. I love talking with you too. It's so fun. Thanks again to my guest, Holly, for sharing her story, sharing her passion, and sharing how digital marketing helps her do more of what she loves. I hope you found some helpful insights from this conversation and can apply them to your own business. For more information on where to find Holly online, I will have her information in the description of this podcast. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, a marketing agency designed specifically for small business owners, where I handle all of your marketing so you can focus on what you love. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or find me online at bertamarketing.com. Thanks for listening. Hey, thanks for sticking around until the end. Here is a little podcast blooper. I'm going to pause for a second because did you hear that bell? Yeah. Did you hear that? Okay. That's my dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. She rings a bell. I was like, when we, when I first started this, I'll cut this part out. But when, yeah. we, when I, did you go? Did you get a new doggy? Well, she's, I got her about two years ago. <laughs> now she's eating food, but typically she sleeps when I, when I do these. And right before I logged on, she got up and I was like, oh no. It wasn't loud at all. I literally just felt, it sounded like there was something like. Okay. I couldn't help because here it sounds really loud. This is the, yeah, no, she's right here. Oh my gosh. I don't know if you've seen her before. That is so cute. What's her name? Isabel. She's so cute. Lindsay, I would not have guessed that that's what your dog would look like. I would have thought you would have had a golden retriever. Really? Is that my, maybe that's because my personality is like a golden retriever. <laughs> that is so funny. She's so cute. Thanks. Is yeah, she, she has, if I don't have the ponytail in, her hair is just like in her face. That's like my daughter, Juliet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. I love her little ponytail. It's always like. <laughs> her hair is getting so long. It's like almost down at the back, at the bottom of her back. Like it's. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's just, she came out with so much hair. Like everybody all that we had gave birth to her in a Japanese birth center off off base and she all the Japanese women the doctors and everything were like her hair is so long and Genevieve Aww. was bald yeah yeah so funny. So funny that is funny I was born with a lot of hair yeah yeah I, I was like black hair yeah. <laughs> and then it just it's so luscious you're you have a gray head of hair <laughs> oh thanks it's getting gray now though so <laughs> well I can't tell from here Literally. that's good <laughs>